What's going on, guys? This is Oo from the Chewy New Podcast. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's an easy way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First of all, it's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or from your computer. And not only that, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so you can hear yourself on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So go ahead and just download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. And like always, guys, see you next time, kitties. Ladies and gentlemen, children of all ages, Roundtable Studios proudly brings to you your tag team podcast of the RGV. Two, are you ready? Ooh, are you ready? It's time for the Two and Ooh Podcast. Let's get it out. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? We are back. Sam Daly in the house. Oh, my gosh. The Vampire King is here. The Hydra Women. Hide your girls, because they're killing everybody up on this own bitch. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> well, I have a prolific cock. It's definitely uh, been documented, uh, most of all by the uh, the Attorney General's office in Texas, if you go who the... knows me very well for child support. <laughs> if you go into medical file D, now... <laughs> I'm going to tell you, it's uh, it's fun having children. It's just, um, it's even better when you have the the wonderment of being a parent. But yeah, uh, yeah. when you get divorced, yeah, like uh, uh, I'm pretty good at. Um, <laughs> I've been uh, married three times, hey. and I have children uh, with four different women. Oh my and, goodness! Uh, my youngest, the last child support uh, payment mm-hmm. that I have. She's 16, so I oh. get two more years before I get, you know, an extra grand uh, a month. There you go. There you go. But that, that was the most expensive pussy ever. <laughs> no, no, actually, it was my, it was the first one. The first one cost me, yeah, that was like a $1,500 a month and, vagina. And, and, and that, my friend, the uh, Chew Podcast has just gone south right there. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's your fault. <laughs> You brought you brought the vampire king on, and, and I said some shit on Q ninety four point five, the rock station, that was questionable. Right, uh, and I I was never fined by the FCC, which yeah. is a sign of the apocalypse. Right, I hear you, I hear you, guys. Just to let you know, we do have our phone lines available if you want to call in and ask Sam a couple of questions. Area code nine five six eight zero three seventy three forty eight. That's nine five six eight zero three. 7348. Give us a call. Maybe you want to ask a question or tell you, what the hell are you doing? Why you got this guy on your show, man? This guy's like, shouldn't even be on your show. He should be somewhere else on a bigger talk show. No. You know what I mean? say, ese vato me la pela. They fucking get their Facebook balls or the podcast balls. And they won't say that shit to your face, but oh, yeah, they'll be more you. than happy to I do hear, it on the phone. I hear it's all about emotional damage. That's what That's it is. That's right. <laughs> That's what it's all about. I call it Pano Chai. <laughs> mm. So tell us a little bit about yourself, man. I mean, when did you start off? I well, mean, growing up, what got you into the the uh, uh, disc jockey business and, and where you got you right now, where you're at? Well, I got to be, uh, start from the absolute beginning, uh, which is, you know, I was born 
um, January 2nd, 1967, three months after my father, who was a Vietnam hero, mm -hmm. passed away October 4, 1966, right. in a few miles west of Da Nang in an area called the Meat Grinder. Oh, all right. My father, uh, in uh, the summer of 66, was training men to go to Vietnam. And uh, four young men that he was training, he was a, a career man in the military, mm -hmm. and uh, came over to my mom's house, and, and they lived off base. And they found out that he wasn't going to Vietnam with them. Oh. And they were extremely scared, like any 18, 19-year-old right, kid. Right, 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 right. Uh, going to a foreign country to be shot at and to put their lives on the line for uh, a political agenda. Right, exactly. And uh, although they didn't think of it that way, they just thought, fuck, man, my life is on the line. And uh, if you could just imagine the horror of being that age and starting your life, being at the zenith of your beauty and being thrust into a foreign country where yeah. they don't even fucking want you there. Exactly. And um, people you don't know, you're going to be killing people that you don't know and you don't have a personal issue with them, but you're representing your country, you're being a patriot, you're going doing what you're supposed to be doing, you're right. standing up to your responsibility exactly. as an American exactly. to represent and uh, to defend the mm -hmm. Constitution and the Bill of Rights and whatever your philosophy right. is. exactly, uh, exactly. And um, they came to my dad's place, and the four young men um, were very emotional and found out right. he's not going, and they right. begged him to go. And mm -hmm. my father said, uh, well... You know, my uh, my wife's pregnant, and, uh, you know, I already have two children. I served an overseas tour in Germany, and uh, I don't have to go. My job is to train right. you guys. Right, exactly, exactly. And he said, uh, you know, I can't do it. And a young man fell to his knees, mm -hmm. wrapped his arms around my father's waist, and begged him to go uh, with you know, and everybody was crying and so forth. And my father, being an altruistic, loving man, mm -hmm. um, decided to go to Vietnam. Oh, wow. And uh, subsequently, uh, three months later, they were in a rice paddy where there was a uh, downed helicopter. And whether it be the NVA or the Viet Cong, whatever faction right, was, right. you know, uh, in that area mm -hmm. uh, fighting defending their land. Right, right. Uh, they were smart, man. Yeah, you shoot down a helicopter, somebody's going to come rescue or, exactly. or recover. Exactly. And so they waited for them. Jesus, and they man. ambushed Damn. my father and his squad. Oh, my God. And my father, um, instead of sending those four young boys to attack a, a machine gun nest, which was halting their forward progress. Right. Uh, took it upon himself and uh, and lost his life wow, in doing man, so. Wow. Uh, that set forth a path for me. Mm -hmm. My my father was blonde and blue eyed and a very handsome man. Mm -hmm. I don't know what the fuck happened. <laughs> fuck in that situation. <laughs> I got bypassed in the looks department. <laughs> but uh, 
No, he married a beautiful young Hispanic uh, girl, uh, Catarina Daly, Catarina Vega. Mm -hmm. Her family from Mercedes and Westlaco. And uh, she, uh, she loved this man. I mean, she deified him. Mm -hmm. This man had the fucking balls to come down after meeting her one time on a bus. He was coming back from Hawaii, his last duty sto station, going to Fort Worth, Fort Worth, uh, or I'm sorry, to Fort Hood. Fort Hood, okay. He was supposed to stop in Oklahoma and see his his mom, but he stayed on the bus because he was enamored <laughs> and in love with this little Mexican girl, all of all of four eleven and gorgeous. He then went with that for a blonde, blue eyed guy that looked like Ryan Gosling. You're talking about you, mom. She's talking about you. <laughs> yeah, he loved her and and just fell madly in love with her right, and right, uh, right. so. He comes down to the Rio Grande Valley with my grandfather and his sons and her uncles mm -hmm. and had the testicular fortitude to walk in with all these Hispanics. Now, granted, this is 1959. Right, exactly. Okay. Uh, white people and Hispanics were not intermingling yeah, the way they eye should. Eye and all that stuff. We live right here. You're from Donna? Yes, sir. Yeah. Okay. And I apologize for that. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, I'm not going to say nothing. Don Don Los Vatos and Donna hated me, man. Because hey, hey, hey. I never dated chicks in, in Westlaco. <laughs> I dated chicks in Donna. And they didn't like my ass, man. Because I was banging their chicks. And... Uh, so uh, there was a little bit of a rivalry there, man. There's always been a rivalry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah. <laughs> my, my old man, uh, he he's just uh, uh, You have to understand here in Westlaco, I don't know how it was in Donna, but in Westlaco, there was a period of time that you could not be on this side of the tracks. Right, right. This is the white people territory. Yeah, yeah. North of the tracks. Mm -hmm. Kino and North, mm -hmm. that was the Mexican town. And uh, an alarm would go off at 6 p.m. every night, uh, like a like a tornado fucking yeah, uh, I got you the, the uh, alarm. Yeah. And if you were Mexican and on this side of the town, you might get your ass kicked by the cops. <laughs> Neta. Yeah, That's no bullshit. That, wow. that took place here. Right. And... Uh, that there was segregation, of course, and uh, I'm being the being the product of both races. <laughs> I can say that shit and not offend any of you motherfuckers because I am white, I am Mexican, and me la pela. Uh, you know, I'm both. So si no te gusta, if you don't like it, la puerta, la puerta. So um, straight up, my dad was just a he was just a great guy. By all accounts. Right. And he walks up to my, my grandfather, Enrique Vega, um, and he says, uh, I would love to ask you for the opportunity to marry your beautiful daughter and make her the happiest woman on earth. And I promise you, when she's with me, nobody will ever hurt her, and I'll mm -hmm. defend her to the death, and I'll defend your family name. And you're my family now. Right, right, right. And my my grandfather, Enrique Vega, was emotional over that. Mm -hmm. I mean, no white man. Yeah. He was from Linares, Mexico. Oh, okay. Uh, now, on my mother's side of the family, they were from 
Texas when it was part of Mexico. So they never crossed the river. Right. The river crossed there. Right. right. <laughs> so when motherfuckers up north say, go back to your country, yeah. my mom could say, like, bitch. <laughs> Hey, I was already my here. people were here before your <laughs> people, Pendeja. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so uh, my uncles loved him because he'd come down. Whenever he was in town, he'd be like, hey, guys, let's go fishing. Let's go hunting. Let's play baseball. And my mom would get mad. Hey, I want time with you. <laughs> and then he'd be, yeah, yeah, we'll have time. And he was just a man's man. On the go, let's my, go do this. My yeah. father was just a great guy. And my... My uncle Tony, God, God rest his soul, my mother's brother. Mm -hmm. uh, had, their mother died when uh, she was actually murdered. Actually, really? Wow! Yeah, by a Sancha. Oof! I'm on Sancha. I'm fucking murdered her. Oh, this is going to be a great show. <laughs> and uh, poisoned my grandmother because she wanted really? my 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 grandfather. I come from a long line of great cock. <laughs> uh, and. Uh, <laughs> So this motherfucker, she she fucking uh, murdered. <laughs> but back then, they didn't have no CSI and bullshit. And yeah, it was Mexican. Yeah, yeah, it's just a Mexican girl that got, you know. Yeah, exactly. There was no investigation. Right. But that was the consensus. Yeah, exactly. And uh, then my grandfather dumped them off over in Mexico. And, uh, you know, he didn't, he couldn't raise four kids. My mother, her sister, her two brothers. And uh, my grandmother went over there to Mexico and and uh, and rescued them uh, mm -hmm. because they were being neglected. They weren't being taken care of. It wasn't their kids. Not the people's fault. Right. Over at the rancho, he dumped them at. Right. So my my uncle never had a father figure. Technically, mm -hmm. he didn't live. He he created a new family over in Mercedes and, mm -hmm. and great family. I love them to death. Good, you know, great people and. Uh, but they were raised with my grandmother. Mm -hmm. And when this event took place of him asking for a hand in marriage, traditionally it was asking the father. So the father came to the home to receive him and do wow. all the, yeah, well, you know, all that yeah. stuff. Gotcha. But my Uncle Tony loved my father so much that if you mentioned my father's name, he would get up and leave the room. Now, this was, era macho el vato. Era oh, mexicano. Okay, I got you. Chingón. Yeah, yeah. But he would get up and leave the room. And I asked my Aunt Libby, I said, uh, why does my uncle leave the room? And she said, because he doesn't want for you to see him cry, Leo. Oh, I got you. All right. Because he was that father, that father figure, figure, that big him. brother. Right, right, right. And he, and he was a beautiful man and yeah, just yeah. a great guy. And that's a, that's the soul that created Sam Daly. There you go. Because at the age of 16, he wrote me a letter. He wrote me a letter before he died. And I was born three months after he died. Oh. Okay. At the age of 16, my mother felt that I was old enough to handle Having it. Let, yeah. I think I was being a dick or something. And, and my mom was <laughs> like, Mira pendejo. <laughs> this is from your father, you fucking asshole. And, uh, so I read this letter and it says, son, son, I'm not gonna survive this terrible place. Right. But I made a deal with God that you would be a boy Oof. so that you could uh, take care of your mother and your two older sisters. But if I would have lived, I would have taught you how to fish. Wow, man. And hunt and play baseball. 
Wow. But I'm not going to be there for you, son. And and that's and that and that's and that's kind of it. I want to say it, I want to say it that way. It's kind of crazy knowing that you know he was already. He didn't know whether he was going to come back or not, but he was already already ahead of what he needed to tell you. I truly believe that he had a responsibility to those, those four young men right. that he made in his heart and right. his soul. Mm -hmm. And Vietnam was a horrible place. Yes, it was. There was a lot of fucked up shit happening. I mean, it was guerrilla warfare. It was like no other war we had participated. Well, Korea was some, kind of similar. It wasn't an urban... You know, warfare, this was jungle warfare. Right. And these people right. had tunnels built into the they knew what they were hills doing and mountains. Right. They, they had home yeah. field advantage. Exactly. And they had punji sticks that were, you know, dipped in dog shit that were in holes that you'd, you'd uh, go through a booby trap and you'd step in it and it'd go through your boot, these sharp-ass bamboo yeah, sticks exactly. with shit. Yeah. In them, yeah, and yeah, you, the picastas, and yeah, but, but in a couple of days, yeah, that bacteria eats up everything. Yeah. yeah, and and so they, it was just a fucked up place to be. Wow. And then with the ambush and the and and their centuries of fighting and defending and and uh, living in their in their environment and and utilizing the environment mm -hmm. to be successful in war, right, and. Uh, so I think my father truly believed uh, one of these days I'm going to have to defend these little fuckers. <laughs> and I'm going to have to put my fucking ass on the line right, right. because I said so. Right, right. And that's right. what they want me here for, these boys. And uh, it happened. And uh, But he did say one thing at, after saying what he said. He said, uh, he said but you do have a father, mm. a heavenly father. There you go. So if you want to know how to be a man, how to be a husband, mm -hmm. how to be a father, just go to the good book, son. Right. And I, I've read the Bible every single day from that day forward. Mm -hmm. And uh, But just because you yeah, read you the Bible doesn't make you a good man. <laughs> I'm waiting for I'm waiting for that for that that turnaround, man. <laughs> uh, no, seriously. Um, it's just like going to uh, going to Taco Bell doesn't make you Mexican. Yeah, yeah very good analogy. I like that. That's that sounds no, right. I, I, mean, there, yeah. I mean, seriously, yeah. you you need to walk the walk. Exactly. And uh, uh, at the age of thirteen, I started doing stand up comedy mm -hmm. professionally. I did my first show with uh, John Simon, uh, who owns Simon Says. There you go. He used to own a place called Abraham Saloon on Tenth Street, okay. and he gave me an opportunity to do stand up comedy there, and I started doing comedy and started touring and, and working throughout the comedy circuit mm -hmm. in Texas, uh, which uh, for the time being, it was just Texas. I worked with the likes of Sam Kinison and Bill Hicks and the Outlaws of Comedy and um, just had a great time and learned a lot. And I was kind of uh, thrust into an adult sort of atmosphere very, very quickly. Um, although I was a very moral man, God knows I had the opportunity to fuck a lot of times, but I never did because I was just this moral kid Jesus. and, 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 oh and dude, chicks would fucking hit on me. You could ask my mom. This is a God's truth. I'm doing stand-up comedy over at, uh, a place called, uh, the, uh, like I said, Big Apple. Went south already. Just when we started, we pushed record, it went south. You're fucking fault. <laughs> 
and so so uh, I'm over in uh, I, I'm at the Big Apple. It was the hot club and 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 during that time and my mom used to drive me to my comedy shows here in the valley right right and <laughs> some lady uh, like a 32 year old milf man thought oh, winner <laughs> uh, she's like i want to take you home with me and all this and i go uh you mean like a sleepover and she's like uh yeah, 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 sleepover. Ain't and got I, I me said, no sleeping. Okay. Well, I didn't know. I was a fucking ignorant little fucker that didn't know anything about Punani at that point. And then so I, uh, I, I told her, okay, well, we could ask my mom. And she's like, what? I go, my mom's on time. She goes, how old are you? And at the time, I was, I was like 14 or 15. Oh and she turned all red and fucking oh, ran shit. off and left the fucking club and shit. But uh, I was just, you know, and then I won a local Star Search competition. Star Search with Ed McMahon yeah, in New yeah, York. Yeah, 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 yeah. But then they found out I was 16. I'm almost got into And uh, uh, Bob Perry at, at KRGV and Scott Taylor, which now is uh, Mark Fantage, the most annoying voice on the radio. <laughs> and by the way, Mark and I uh, know each other for a long time. And yes. The rumors are true. <laughs> you do have an annoying voice. <laughs> no, it's not that. He's, he's kind of a Richard Cranium, which oh, is okay. All right, all right, all right. I got you. I love the guy. Whoop. Anyway. So, Bob Perry asks me. <laughs> waiting for that hate mail to come in now. I <laughs> All right, and no. Like I said, it's your fault. <laughs> it is. You invited me. It, it's it's like you chose. It's, it's good talk radio, man. It's good, it's good podcast it, talk it's radio. It's real. I mean, yeah, but I don't real. know if the valley's ready for it because <laughs> you know we're not ready for shit down you, here. You know what, Sam? I'm gonna pause right there and get get a hold of my sponsors real quick because uh, <laughs> it's gonna get real south in a minute. So guys, hang in there. Chew new podcast would like following sponsors Ovidio Brothers Electric are you looking for a master electrician to do commercial or residential call Sergio Vera at 956-904-7177 that's 956-904-7177 and let them know the rockstar sent you Hemp It Up CBD located in McAllen, Texas and Wesico, Texas head out there get yourself a smoke gummy even a cream trust me great atmosphere great customer service if you want to call ahead of time give them a call at 956-540-9488 that's 956-540-9488 ask for my setup and let them know the two new podcast sent you matt mayor ac repair is the guy you want in your corner with those cold nights coming up or those hot summer days give Matt Mayer a call at 956-884-8288 that's 956-884-8288 let him know the Chew a New Podcast sent you and now back to our program well, what's up and we're back ladies and gentlemen 
Sam Denny having a chit chat with me right now, man. It's uh, how does it work? Because I hope you don't lose any of your sponsors. But when you gotta hemp it up, an electrician and a AC guy, I think we're good. I think we're good. Uh, <laughs> I think so we're good. I think we're good. My sponsors, on the other hand, uh, <laughs> no, but I I'm being sponsored by Mamalon Tequila. Yes, yes. Uh, let's talk about that. Oh, it's really, really good stuff, man. I'll, I'll talk about that. Let, yeah. let me uh, no, go, go on the radio. Yeah. So, I don't want to yeah. lose track on where I'm going here. Go for it. Go for it. But go my radio it. career started when I was 16 because I won that Star Search competition. They couldn't send me because I had to be 18 right. to go to New York and right. perform. So they offered me a consolation prize of working at the radio station, mm -hmm. which I graciously took. So 38 years ago, no, actually it's 39 years ago My now, goodness, Jesus. almost 40 years, uh, I started working uh, in radio. Yeah. And I worked with a guy named Kenny Garcia, and he took me to K-Lite 94 and a half FM, and then I was approached by KRIX, the powerhouse of Texas. There you go. There the you original go. rock band here, or rock uh, radio, like radio here in the Rio Grande Valley, and right. uh, within... Within a couple of years, I had my own morning show. There you go. With uh, Smoking Joe Kelly, Beth Daniels, and they gave me the name The Blame. I would do, I do over a hundred impersonations. Uh, well, what I've seen on uh, TikTok, mm. what I've seen on Instagram, what I've seen on Facebook, mm. very, very uh, good Chong impressions uh, that I've heard. <laughs> yeah, I, I work with South Texas Cheech. I'm, I'm just one of those guys yeah, that yeah. I love nurturing new talent and right, I, right. I, I don't need all the spotlight. Me vale madre. I mean, I, <laughs> no. And, and if you surround yourself with good people like yourself, Thank you Mark, very much. Thank you. Mark, I love your energy. Thank you. Uh, I don't lend my time to just anything. I, I am, uh, I, I am a very busy man. Yeah, and, I know. Uh, I know you are. But I would, absolutely love to collaborate with you because you're an extremely wonderful talent. Thank you. Appreciate and I think, that. I, I, I don't think anybody does this shit better than you. <laughs> Thank you very and much. And guess what? Thank you very much. Joe Rogan is a very good friend of mine. Oh my God. You know, and, and you say that, <laughs> and this is an inside joke for all the, I mean, Shout out to all the podcasts in the RGV, man. Uh, they, we have our little uh, area where we chit chat with each other. Right. And uh, there's some, there's some. They call me the the RGV Joe Rogan. I'm like, don't call me that, man. Well, <laughs> like, I know Joe Rogan. I, I I did stand comedy with him in L.A. during the '90s and and early uh, 2000, and and uh, we had a little bit of a a riff for a while because uh, he wanted me to. To get on a bandwagon bashing uh, Carlos Mencia. Oh, okay. All right. And I don't right. give a fuck about that shit, man. You, right. you do your comedy. You do your thing. And, uh, you know, he was all into, he's biting, he's stealing jokes. And, right, right. Dude, there's no such thing as an original motherfucking joke or an original song. It's just a different variation of it. Exactly. Right. Yes, so, I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. And, and that kind of rubbed me the wrong way. The only, the only reason I like Joe, really was because he always had good weed. <laughs> but anyway, uh, back to radio. I started doing radio, and uh, then I, uh, I left at the age of 19, and I, I started touring the country mm -hmm. doing comedy, uh, working with uh, Howie Mandel back when he had hair. <laughs> yes, and, I remember uh, the old uh, surgical glove right. thing. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> um, also, uh, Tim Allen and I did a lot of work together. Um, John Daly um, went on tour with uh, uh, Drew Carey. 
There you go. Uh, who is now on The Price is Right. Yep. Um, hung out with, uh, with uh, a lot of people in Chicago. Um, a lot of very, very talented people. Because in the Chicagoland area, there's 26 comedy clubs. Right. And you could basically just, you know, Chris Fartley was uh, one of my really good friends out there. Mm -hmm. uh, he was really a cool guy, really nice guy, mm -hmm. until he started doing blow. Oh, okay. And then he'd become like Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. And I, I got just, you. I couldn't deal with it. I'm from the Valley, so I'm, right. I'm familiar with the drug. Right, right. So, and I'm familiar with how people act. And some people can handle it, and some, some people, people can't. can't yeah. And he could not. No. Uh, no offense. Yeah, God rest his soul. God rest his soul, yeah, exactly. I don't want to be disrespectful, mm -hmm. but, you know, once the cocaine came out, the next thing was hookers. Yeah. And... <laughs> and uh, <laughs> And uh, I was married at the time, oh, and, and uh, I didn't want to go through a divorce, so you're, I would disappear immediately after that. You reminded me of that com that uh, that certain uh, interview. You go, sir, if you win the lottery, what do you want? Cocaine hookers. <laughs> that's real. It's real as a motherfucker. But uh, and two of the funnest things that I've experienced in my rock career. Actually, uh, oh, Motley Crue came down... Uh, Shout at the Devil tour. Uh, I think it was 84 or 85 in the Villarreal. And I was working at KRIX. And I was in charge of of taking care, care of, of them. them. Yeah. And uh, Nikki Six tells me, hey, man, you got any smack? I go, I don't know what the fuck smack is, but I got this eight ball. <laughs> and uh, so he said, well, let's do it. And I said, all right. And he says, well, where do we do it? And I said, how about that chick's ass? <laughs> and she goes, excuse me. And I said, Mika, what are you here for? <laughs> okay. So uh, yeah, we what? put cocaine on the crack of her ass and did lines of it. It was pretty fun, fun experience. She had a numb ass for a while, that's for sure. Back when cocaine was real. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, and this, this is going to be the, the I have to put like triple X, 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 X on the very beginning of the podcast. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but the thing is, this is the real thing. This is the real deal. This is why I wanted you on. I mean, because we don't, I mean, we hear, we, I would hear you on the radio. Right. I hear you on the radio. I go, man, this guy has a kick-ass voice on the radio. Yeah. I, li I, I, I like the way he presents himself. I said I, that story on Q94.5. Yeah, and, and I, and I, and I, I, li I like the fact that you're, you're raw about it. And that's the beautiful thing. It's I, real. I'm pretty damn raw. I am transparent. In fact, I had sex in the, <laughs> I had sex in, in, in your bathroom one time recently. <laughs> Let's not go into that. Sorry. <laughs> That's for another show. It, it, was, it was spontaneity, you know? What it was. That's another show that you uh, might want to get invited to. <laughs> or I won't be yeah, invited, won't invited to. to. Uh, but you know it's true. Yes, I got you. Somebody, you're the one that brought up. He says, is it true that you banged some chick in the bathroom? Yes. yes it, it is very true. I will not be the fifth mm -hmm. on that. <laughs> Like I said, I have a prolific oh, cock. Oh, my God. So go on with your radio career. All right, so my radio career, well, I screwed up in Chicago, and I got responsible, and I ended up getting a degree in business. And there you I go. I started working in transportation industry. Wow. And I worked my way up to vice president of operations, and I uh, was very, very successful. Mm -hmm. And uh, then I went through uh, my first divorce, and uh, I... 
it, it was a tough time for me, so I decided to go on a little sabbatical, and I went on tour. That's when I went on tour with Drew Carey. All right. And uh, went on an East Coast comedy tour, and when I was done, uh, moved out to Seattle and uh, got a job with another transportation company. Right. And I worked with them for 15 years, and uh, when I was living in Seattle, I worked with... Uh, performed over at Bill Gates's home in Juanita. I did a lot of really good stuff out there. I was on the radio out there as well. Um, really good friends with uh, um, the guys from Alice in Chains and yeah, uh, yeah. really good people. Uh, uh, Jerry Cantrell's father uh, was a Vietnam veteran and the song The Rooster, Rooster is about that. And so he and I clicked very well. And uh, my company told me, have you heard of the Rio Grande Valley? <laughs> they do yeah, say, man. they do. And, I, and I'll say it, and I'll say it again. I've said it before. When you leave the valley, it's like a black hole. It sucks you back, it man. It does, it bro. It sucks you back. And I said, yeah, I'm from there. And they go, well, we need a bilingual uh -oh. uh, operations guy down there. And I said, man. <laughs> I said, no, man, I just worked with Bill Gates, man, and uh, things are, doors are opening up for me out here. And Why are you throwing me back? It's Seattle, and, and all the chicks like Mexican cops, so I was like, I'm in pussy heaven, so uh, I don't want to go back. And uh, so, and they all look like they came out of Playboy magazine. Oh, oh my gosh. They're going to be a guy from Zacatecas, man, with the pumpkin boots and the fucking matching pumpkin belt. He tiene dos viejas. Hey, carnal, ¿qué haces para trabajar? How do you make your money? Nah, yo corto yardas, pero estas viejas me pagan todo. Here in the valley, they wouldn't uh, give him a second look, but in Seattle, yeah, in Seattle yeah, he's hey. a cock guy. <laughs> oh, yes, yes. <laughs> yes, we like Mexicans. Oh, and for all you young Mexican men who want some punani, go to fucking Seattle. Anyway, so. Wow. So uh, Vacation for you. No. Yes. <laughs> Take plenty of condoms, though. Uh, so uh, I ended up, uh, I fucked up. I told my mom. Uh-oh. About it, and my mom said, "Mijo, es que tengo Alzheimer's. Se me está olvidando todo. Por favor, regresa." In translation, I have Alzheimer's, I believe, and I need for you to come, come back up. and take care of me. And she lied. <laughs> she just fucking bullshitted me, dude. And and I bought a house sight unseen. I sold my home in Seattle, and uh, with the with what I sold. My house for in Seattle, uh -huh. I bought two homes and a ranch here in there the valley. Go. There you go. And uh, now I live in Progreso Lakes in a beautiful, beautiful lakefront home. And, um, you know, it, it. when I came back, uh, Keith West, who was the program director for Q94.5, God rest his soul, he mm -hmm. passed away. He asked me to come join over there. And then I recruited Rock, uh, Rock and Roll James from the Tejano station. Right. And we... We, he started working with us at the queue, and then uh, I think it was December 2018, they whacked everybody. They fired uh, Big Al and Charlie, Charlie, very talented people. Yeah. Um, E-Rock, my boy, and you know, a lot of really great talent uh, was just whacked. I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna lie to you, I, I'm, I'm not gonna lie to you, and I'll be straight up, for, I rarely, rarely listen to 
uh, radio on on my on my vehicle anymore. It's, now it's just podcasts or yeah. or just uh, Spotify and just pl- find a list, yeah. make a list, and just listen to music. Well, see, radio uh, <coughs> and like everything in the Rio Grande Valley, it takes us a while to finally pescar onda. Right, exactly. And in all honesty, every other radio station in the country had you know maybe two or three DJs. And we had nine. So they whacked six of us. And wow. uh, E-Rock, who was a program director at that time, called me up and he goes, hey, man, I just got fired. I think you're next. Uh-oh. And the general manager calls me up right as he's on the phone. Mr. Daly. Oh, here we go. I need for you to come into the office. Would you come in and talk to me? I said, not if you're going to fucking fire me. There you go. And she goes, no, we were planning on keeping you. Andale. I'll be right there. So <laughs> I went in, and they kept me, Rock and Roll James, and uh, Chaz Corona. Uh, Charlie Corona. Charlie. Uh, I named him Chaz. Chaz. <laughs> uh, so we started, you know, doing that. And I was working at the trucking company as well and uh, making money, like, six figures, kicking ass. Six figures is a lot of money in the real Grand Yes, Valley. it is. Yes, it is. And then COVID hit. Yeah. And I went from making almost almost two hundred thousand a year to making twenty three thousand a year. Ouch! Um, yeah, everything went haywire, mm-hmm. and uh, subsequently, uh, my wife decided I don't want a twenty three thousand motherfucker. Uh-huh. I, I like a six figure motherfucker. Right. Welcome to the valley. <laughs> That's what you get here. That's what you get. Let's like, get in Feria way. If you don't have money, and I don't care how good your dick is. Well, no, but there's some dumb bitches that'll do that. They'll, they'll be with a fucking guy because, I mean, he'll be in jail and shit. And, you know, I, I love him. No. no, you don't. No, you don't. Just wait until you, you have a bill to pay. No, shit. No, but then, then of course, then there's our friends, our very good wonderful guys that have to leave the real Grand Valley and, and work in the oil refineries and shit. Right, right, right. And they bust their ass. And, yeah. You know, yeah, they, they have they a do. lot of wives that are down here just doing crazy shit. I hear and I, and I I'm hear not anti-women uh, because I love women, as you probably can tell. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, and not everybody is, is messed up. Uh, right. There are good women out there. Right, right. But uh, unfortunately, those good women have been screwed by us <laughs> fucked up guys. So welcome to our society. <laughs> so it's hard to find that mix yeah, of I hear you. you know perfect this and a perfect that I because we're human and and the valley is a very unique animal. It it is very different. Uh, that little philosophy of the black crabs, the white crabs, and the brown crabs exists. Hmm. Um, there's uh, a fisherman and he's got black crabs, white crabs, and brown crabs. And he doesn't have a lid on the brown crabs, but he has a lid on the on the black crabs and the white crabs. And somebody asks him, why do you have a lid on that? On the, on the white ones and the black ones, but not the brown ones. And the truth of the matter is, he says, well, it's that every time one of those white crabs or the black crabs get out, they put their little claw in and they pull out one of their friends. Uh-huh. But the brown crabs, as soon as they're making it out, one of their buddies brings them back in. Mm, I like that. 
It's like real. It. It's I real. mean, and and it's and real. that's sad. Yeah. yeah. Because I love the Rio Grande Valley, mm-hmm. and we all have great friends, but it's the inner circle. Yeah. And and, and you have to be very close knit. We all have brothers, man, that that would lay in traffic for us, right? Or take a bat to somebody for yeah, you. Exactly. And that's a beautiful thing, mm-hmm. but it's always a close-knit group, and it's just different factions. It's not a united sort of thing. Right, you know? right. Like a, more like kind of like a dog-eat-dog uh, situation is what you're trying to exactly. say. Exactly, yeah. and that exists to this day. And then uh, intermingle that now with, you know, everybody's rights and having... I don't even do yeah. stand-up comedy anymore because... I'm sure I've offended 99% of your audience, and, and and I'll be the subject of a whole what? bunch of bullshit. <laughs> Panochitis in full effect. You know what? Let's take a pause on that, and let's get back to our sponsors, and we can get them out of the way. Give me one second. <laughs> Two new podcasts I'd like to thank our following sponsors. Juicy Fresh, McAllen, Texas, located at North 10th and Laura Avenue. Guys, you're looking to change up your lifestyle? Head out here, man. I'm talking about fresh sandwiches. I'm talking about soup. I'm talking about smoothies, juicers. Guys, you head out here, you'll change your whole lifestyle to a healthier one. Speak to Natalie. Call at 956 878 1220. That's 956-878-1220. And let her know Chewy New Century. Barreras Plumbing. Looking for a guy to set up your pipes right, ready to go, and make all the waterworks come into your household? Give Gabriel Barrera a call at 956-534-3337. That's 956-534-3337. And let him know Chewy New Century. Tired of the same old scenery tired of the same old bar and grill want to change up the atmosphere head over to the craft at the eatery located at 400 south kansas avenue west Laco, texas trust me guys food trucks music entertainment but the main attraction is the craft unstoppable craft beer and anything you can imagine they'll have it for you give miguel a call let him know what's going on before you head out at 956-458 6465. That's 956-458-6465. And let them know Chew News sent you. And now, back to the podcast. And we're back, ladies and gentlemen. Sponsors, if you're listening, please stay with me. <laughs> please stay with me, son. Only here one time, but it's going to be a great show. It's going to be a lot of people watching it, so don't, don't, don't leave. <laughs> but anyways, guys. But yeah, so now let I mean, there's something one question I want to ask you now. Being as far as like a disc jockey, radio DJ, now with the whole podcast scene coming in, what is your take on that as far as anything? Well, Joe Rogan, uh, as we spoke earlier, mm-hmm. he told me daily you gotta do a podcast. I was like, fuck me, la bella pinche podcast. <laughs> and then he signed a fucking, like a $22 million, $200 million with deal Spotify. with Spotify yeah. and shit. And I was like, man, pinche Joe was right. Um, mm-hmm. And, uh, but I I actually delved into, now I have a TV show. Yeah, yeah. No, that's on some... KRGV, uh, Somos El Valle, mm-hmm. uh, Channel 5.3, cable, mm-hmm. uh, Spectrum Channel 1241. 1241. And it is the best show on that network uh, according to the powers that be mm-hmm. it's a, a show that showcases 
local talent, which is what I did at Q94.5. Right. With Homegrown. Homegrown, yeah. Uh, uh, my brand, mm-hmm. uh, which was sponsored by 5x5 Five by Five Brewing, and uh, which leads me to leaving Q94.5. Uh, I was called by a vice president of Entrevision Communications. There you go. And he gave me the heads up that they were going to whack two more people. Oh, shoot. And I thought to myself, well, they ain't gonna, they're not going to whack rock and roll James, bro. Mm-hmm. He's an icon. Right. He truly is. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he's the most recognizable uh, voice on radio. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. he did great work in Tejano Radio during the Selena era. Mm-hmm. And he's, he's an icon. Right. And if I was making a decision, I wouldn't fire him. Uh, so I thought to myself, you know, it's time for me to leave. And I ain't going to let these motherfuckers fire me. Exactly. Uh, so I quit. And then the vice president calls me up and he goes, what the fuck did you do that for? And I said, what do you mean? You told me you were going to whack two people, bruh. And he goes, yeah, we were going to fucking whack them, not you. I said, why? He said, you had Bert Ogden as a sponsor. You had Ezequiel Reina. You had Optima Men's Health. You had... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You had uh, uh, 5x5 Brewing. And, uh, you know, Rock had... Uh, Dr. T's and uh, Jay Gonzalez. So it was a financial move that right. we we're going to make and, right, right. and keep you on. Well, I've never exhibited uh, <laughs> great judgment, as you could probably tell with having 10 kids with four different women. Uh, but uh, so uh, <laughs> I started my own radio show. I mean, my own TV, TV show. TV show and yeah. Uh, yeah. I have great sponsors. I pay my bills very well now, thank God. And yeah, yeah. now my ex-wife wants me back. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. In fact, I said Melapela one time on Q94.5, the rock station. Uh-huh. And I get call, I get a call from corporate. Uh-oh, here we go. And uh, human resources. What? And, and uh, some, some white lady calls me and she goes, Mr. Daly, <laughs> did you say Melapela? <laughs> and I said, uh, No, I didn't say Yes, that. ma'am, I, said, I did. I said, Melapela, <laughs> <laughs> And she goes, What exactly does that mean? Oh, and here I we said, go. Well, they peel it. <laughs> Peel what? And I said, I don't know, a banana, banana? An orange, a potato, I don't know. She goes, then why am I calling you? And I said, I have no idea, man. There's so many, the fuck is there's wrong so with many you, Spanish words and they can use slang. In the that, that is what I consider a loophole. Yeah, there you go. And I utilized it throughout my career to its full potential. <laughs> And uh, so now I, I do Sam Daly's Homegrown, which is every Saturday at 11.30 a.m. Mm-hmm. And uh, I do some crazy, beautiful stuff. I did a paranormal investigation over oh, at Toluca Ranch. Gosh, that's awesome. I uh, do a lot of historical things. I did uh, Sal del Rey a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. That was very, very successful. Uh, we, we have a salt uh, lake here north of Edinburgh that used to be actually utilized for rock salt dating back to the Aztec Empire. Really? Yeah, we got great history here in the Rio Grande Valley. And then, like uh, two weeks ago, no, not even two weeks ago, um, you know, everybody was testing positive for Omicron, uh, Delta variant and shit. Oh, my gosh. And so me and my friend Albert Gomez and his wife, I said, fuck it, man, let's go on a road trip, man. Uh, and Steph Carpenter of the Deftones, a really good friend of mine, he said, uh, 
hey, bro, come over and see me in San Pedro. And I, I said, all right. So we cruised out there, and I filmed three TV shows on the way. One in uh, Mesilla, New Mexico. There you go. The site where uh, Billy the Kid was found guilty for murder. Right. And I did a whole show on that. And then we went to Tombstone. Oh. And I did a great show. Tombstone is amazing. Mm -mm. They capitalized on that shootout uh, that happened there. Right. And it still stands to It this. looks like it did in 1885, wow, you know? Wow, wow, wow. And that, that's how they support themselves. Right. Uh, through, you know, reenactments of gunfights and la chinga. And it's awesome. It's a great place. Uh, and I did a whole show on that. Mm hmm. And then uh, went over to uh, to Fresno, California on business, uh, promoting Mamalon Tequila. And uh, I went to Yosemite Park. Oh, okay. And, right. man, it's so amazingly beautiful out there. And uh, you just got to watch the show. It's so enjoyable. And intermingled with all of this, I put together... Um, I support nothing but local bands. Right, exactly. And exactly. I have showcased on my shows over 140 local bands. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. But now that I'm not at Q94.5, the rock station, I can delve into other genres. Exactly. Like, for instance, my cousin is Jesse Turner okay. of Signal. Uh -huh. uh, so I showcase his music. My other cousin is Joe Vega from Midnight Run. Okay. And I showcase his stuff. And my other cousin is Christian Rage. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's my show, so I'm going to put on what I want. <laughs> but those are three bands out of right. 140 40. local bands yeah. that I've showcased. And the good thing, the beautiful thing is that you're giving opportunity for somebody to, hey, you know what? Come on here, expose yourself, man. I mean, you... you Absolutely. Yeah, and, and that is my... Uh, my intent is to promote local bands, right? To promote local businesses, to uh, spotlight uh, history, and just different cool stuff like, like the, like this podcast. I mean, <laughs> Mark Mark Velasquez, you are a fucking beast. <laughs> No, no, neta, it is verga, way. Why? Why is that? What? Just what do you mean? What? Why is that? I'm not. I'm not some dumb motherfucker. I've been doing this shit for 38 years. I know. Oh God. I'm the guy that knows. I know that sounds cocky, but it's true. I've been doing this I shit for a while. You. I hear you. I hear and you. I love your energy. Thanks. I love what you do. You're an amazing talent. Thank you. And I, I'm I'm proud to be affiliated with you. Oh man, I'm I'm just I'm just I'm just astounded that you're here, man. Here chilling out, drinking a beer. No, you're not because yes. you're gonna get some heat over this. <laughs> but I will tell you this: there is no such thing as bad press for entertainers. Yeah. Now I've yeah. been asked to run for <laughs> for public office. Uh oh. Which uh -oh. is a stupid fucking move <laughs> because those motherfuckers get criticized. A motherfucker like uh, an entertainer could do stupid ass shit. Yeah. yeah. Kanye West, yeah. for example, mm -hmm. and his stock goes up. Yeah. I I'll give you an example Rob Lowe. Okay. Rob Lowe was typecast as a good boy. Yeah. Somehow he got involved with some underage twins or something yeah, over yeah. at the Democratic Convention yeah. in, in Atlanta, Georgia, mm -hmm. years ago, and there was a video made. This guy, instead of being destroyed for being a pedophile, 
his Hollywood stock went up. He was no longer typecast as a good guy. Right. He started playing roles where he played a bad, bad guy. guy. It was the best thing for his career. Mm-hmm. And then... And, well, that's what you call a good agent to help, help well, you get no, through that. Well, no, that's just society. Well, because well. then you take a guy like Congressman Wiener. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> He's a chingal puto. Yeah, yeah you're right. Yeah, no, you shouldn't you're... show your wiener to anybody. <laughs> oh, you're a, po- you're a politician. <laughs> fuck that. You gotta be... No, but an entertainer, fuck. You know, and, and I always... I always I always uh, watch news and I watch stuff like that. When they come on, you say, oh, well, this this congressman showed his blah, 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 this and that. You know what, man? Does he do his job? No. Does he do, does he do his job? I'm going to go he... a little further than that. All right? I'm going to go way back. Right. Let's go back to Thomas Jefferson. All right. Third president. Yep. Author of the Declaration of Independence. Yep. Great, great uh, figurehead of society, mm-hmm. of our political system. Uh, dare I say, uh, the author of our political system. Well, his wife dies, and he's named uh, ambassador to France. He goes out there, and he brings his uh, 14-year-old... She was the illegitimate child of his father-in-law that he had with a slave. Mm -hmm. And her name was Sally Hemings. She's like 14 years old, dude. And he takes her out to France to take care of his daughter, who he took with him. And he fathered multiple children with this young lady. Jesus Christ. Okay? (laughs) So if you're talking about Donald Trump and being, he's very bigly, he's very beautiful, he's very, we're building a wall, it's going to be, it's going to be fantastic, the American... The American people aren't going to have to pay for it. The Mexican government's going to make it happen. We got to keep those bastard Mexicans from coming over. Those, those drug dealers and those rapists. And and look, I'm Republican. At, at one point, man, at that but, point right there, where you're saying that, when mm-hmm. all that shit was happening, now I'm, I'm not getting into the, get into the political thing, but all that shit was happening about the Trump support and all that. Mm-hmm. I think Mexico would say, you know what? Here's the fucking money. Make the damn wall because I yeah. want any of you motherfuckers coming yeah. over here. No shit. <laughs> And, and and I love Mexico, and I love uh, my. Si quieres chingazos con Sam Daly, talk shit about my mom, mm-hmm, and I will mm-hmm. fuck you six ways from Sam. I've heard, I've heard you say that's that just the way it is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You're not gonna fuck with my mom or her race right. because I'm proud of being Hispanic. I'm proud of being white too uh, because of my father and right. his legacy and what exactly. he did. But I didn't appreciate that shit. I, I still voted for the motherfucker because <laughs> he was the best man for the job. And, and you have to separate yourself from, you know, um, your personal feelings. Right. It's business. It's not personal. Exactly. Uh, would I vote for him again? I don't know, man. It, it, it depends on the weather. Whether or not I'm drunk or not, I don't know. But um, I just, you know, to be honest, and I don't want to delve into the political no, I hear thing. You, I, I know hear I'm going to push people off. <laughs> Which I've already done. Too late, Mr. Uh, Daly. Let me see. Uh, yeah, I got about 38 emails saying, what the fuck are you doing? No, no, no. That's Sam Daly for you. But like I said, <laughs> is this there is one? no such thing as bad press. Yeah, I so it. I'm over at the radio station, and some uh, these four people come by, uh, a, a, a very obese woman and her three skinny-ass, one, one guy and two girls, and they all had no makeup on, and they were very religious, and 
wearing dresses down to the ankle. Mm. And they're like, we're here to protest. I used to be called the pagan god of radio when I first started at Q94.5. Uh-oh. Uh, uh, <laughs> pagan god of radio. <laughs> they didn't appreciate that much. And they're like, we're offended by you. We're going to protest every day. And Alex Duran was my program director. And I said, that's great. <laughs> that's great publicity. And he goes, no, you have to change your name. Pinche pano chingos tienes güey. Che gringo pendejo. Come on, man. Get on the fucking program with me, man, you dumbass. Represent. I hear you. You know, we could get these that, that fat bitch and the other three protesting and put me on the map, man. <laughs> Give them a picture of me where your head is. Yeah, me la pelan los tres. También la panzona. Anyway. Here comes the focus. You said it again, Sam. You said fat people. I'm offended. <laughs> well, look at me, pendejo. <laughs> I'm fucking fat, too. That's why I don't even give a fuck about the Cardinals. I just like black because it has a slimming effect. <laughs> I wear uh, uh, Raiders uh, stuff, too, because it's black. Because I'm fucking fat. All right, anyway, so. Uh, it's an illusion. <laughs> it's an illusion. That's why I wear black, too, people. <laughs> Nos somos pendejos. So, uh... They they get all pissed off and and uh, I'm thinking to myself, well, isn't gluttony a sin? <laughs> anyway, and, and, <laughs> and one, two, three, four. Yeah, I think it is. <laughs> That's one of them. Pendeja. Stop eating. Put the sandwich down, bitch. Anyway, uh, and then so then she says she says you have to change your name. And I said, how about the Vampire King? Like being sarcastic. Right. And she goes, oh, no, that would be fine. I was like, motherfuckers, those are minions of Satan, you fucking bitch. Paganism has nothing to do with Christianity whatsoever. So, it's so, an ancient Druid and, and Greek, uh, uh, you know, fucking, oh, you are a dumb bitch. So that's, how, that's, thank, how, the, yes, that's how it originated. Thank God for the Twilight series <laughs> making these fucking vampires... And destroying the reputation. Oh, oh they're sparkly. Goodness. And they're so handsome and they're wonderful. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm team this and I'm team oh, daddy. And, verga. and oh, so God. I became the vampire. <laughs> and there you go. And that, ladies and gentlemen, you just got the front of news how the name originated. There and that's go. a beautiful thing. You heard it first here in the True New Podcast, man. Nobody knows that shit. Yeah, there either. you go. And, you know, and I've always, and that's another question. How did you originate the name? Now I know. Now yeah, I know, man. Yeah, now, since you've been up to uh, Tombstone, have you ever driven up to Sturgis and hide out to Deadwood? You know, I have not. And actually, my cousin, according to Ancestry.com, was Wild Bill Hickok. They, well, main guy. And I would strongly suggest to everybody, unless you've fucked as many <laughs> chicks as I have, not to put your DNA out there. But I, oh, I, I, hell no! What's that little song where where the 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 dudes are carrying the coffin and shit? That's a good song. Yeah, you got it. I'm going to make sure to put that yeah. on there. Well, it, I I did. My sister convinced me to do that shit and uh, the ancestry. Yeah, the, the ancestry.com, and I found out that George W. Bush is my cousin. Uh oh, here we go. Here through we go. Barbara Bush. Oh, okay. Uh, Wild Bill Hickok. 
Edgar Allan Poe. There you go. Which would describe, I mean, which would explain the drug usage. Uh, okay, mm. we'll say that. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I've, I've uh, got some famous people on my white side. And, you know, on, on my Hispanic side, uh, I, I, I don't have anybody, like, famous. But right. I'm Aztec and Spanish. And uh, I'm also Cherokee Indian. There you go. Uh, and uh, crazy thing, man. My last name is Daly, which is Irish. There you go. But the English, if anybody watched William Wallace in that Braveheart movie. Yes. The whole reason why Braveheart ended up battling the English is because King Richard came down and he said, the problem with Scotland is it's full of Scots. <laughs> So what he did was this fucking brilliant motherfucker ended up making a law saying that the English lord of the area had first fucking right exactly. yeah 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 he got to bang your chick before you, you did. did yeah yeah I've I've I'm and brother I'm a product of that shit <laughs> I'm I'm English this explains a lot. Oh. <laughs> I'm fucked up beyond belief, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, I'm English and Native American. The English fucking butchered the Native American people. I'm fucking Spanish who destroyed the Aztec Empire. And you wonder why I have demons. And on that note, we're going to take a listen to our last sponsor. Mm. To a new podcast, I'd like to thank our following sponsors. Trevino's Electric. Looking for an electrician to do commercial and residential? Give Armando Trevino a call at 956-209-2083. That's 956-209-2083. My boy has a crew ready to go and ready for you. Just give him a call and let him know Chew New sent you. Looking for a plumber to lay down the pipe and get everything running and running, <laughs> this is the guy for you guys. Paco's Plumbing Repair. Man, my man Paco, go out there and do his thing, man, and let you know how it is and what's going to cost you. This guy knows what he's doing. Give Paco a call at 956-249-4312. That's 956-249-4312. And if he doesn't pick up, keep calling because the guy's always busy. And let him know Chewy News sent you. And now back to our program. And thank you to our sponsors once again. And shout out to Papo, man, the plumber who lays down the pipe. That's what Orale. I'm talking about. Ese vato es con madre. Just don't invite him over when your wife has to answer the door. I'm here, Paco. I'm here to lay the pipe. Ven para adentro, por favor. Pásale, pásale, mijo. ¿Cuántos son? But no, we're talking about that, that DNA thing. I did take one. Uh, my dad's side, it was all, uh, like I was telling you, all Peruvian, uh, mm -hmm. pretty much the main base. And on my mom's side, Machu Picchu, baby. Yeah. And my mom's side, it was Genghis Khan. Wow. Yeah, it was that side. And, and originally uh, resonated to the Polynesians. That's bueno so, para los chingazos, right? Uh, no. no. <laughs> I'm not going to lie about well, that. I'm going to tell you, no. Genghis Khan was a freaking brilliant military, uh, just unrivaled the cavalry fucking genius. Yeah. And uh, he's the reason why uh, 
he invaded Italy, and uh, Sicilians used to be blonde and, and light-complected. Right. But the Moors, they did so much fucking. <laughs> With the means. <laughs> the, the Moors. Genghis Khan the and all them people. <laughs> they did so much fucking that, that now they have dark hair and dark eyes. There's some, man, that, that I've, heard, I've read stories on Genghis Khan and so much stuff that he not only conquered lands, but he conquered a lot of... Well, he was Mongol. <laughs> he was Mongol, right? Yeah, he was Mongol. But, but he, the Moors actually... Now I got that all messed up. Yeah, that's, but that's I know, I know you, and, you're, and secretly you are a big history buff. I am, I am. You're a big history buff. I truly buff. love history. But uh, I'm going to tell you, I, I, I must tell you that... Go ahead. You know, I do believe... Uh, Deeply in in uh, in Jesus Christ, and mm -hmm. uh, um, I, like I said, I've read the Bible for since I was sixteen years old, and I've read it multiple times over. One thing that I'll tell you about the Bible is it's filled with people that are a lot worse than us. Oh, yeah. I mean, yes, yes, Noah yes. was a drunk. Here's to Noah. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> David, King David who it says in black and white, the most beloved of God, mm -hmm. he actually had one of his best friends sent to the front to die so that he could marry his wife, Bathsheba. Hmm. I've never done that shit. <laughs> uh, and the guy that wrote two-thirds of the New Testament, uh, Paul, who used to be Saul, his job was to kill Christians and, and torture I, them. I never so, understood that, man. I mean, well, I, I mean, this is my philosophy. That just tells us that, you know, it doesn't matter who you are. And for those of you judgmental motherfuckers out there, <laughs> if God isn't going to judge you, you know, and he's going to use people like that to help us reach our full potential, then who the fuck are you to judge? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Uh, it does say in Scripture and... Jesus Christ does say, uh, judge not or ye shall be judged. judged. So if you want to judge, cool, judge, judge me like a motherfucker. I'll see you in heaven and I'll be like, that's the fucker! <laughs> Ese puto! <laughs> me la pela! Me la pela, vato! Hold on, I gotta call. You say it again, Mr. Daly. <laughs> and I know what's gonna happen. They're gonna send me to the hell at that point. And I'm gonna describe hell to you. Sam Daly's philosophy of hell. There we go. All Sam, right. I'll make sure I put something in Sam Daly's Here goes. philosophy. Here it goes. <laughs> you go down the escalator. <laughs> it's and, not an elevator. And you an get off, and there's this big strip club. It's a oh huge strip God. club, dude. And you walk in, and that guy from The Shining, that bartender. Yes, I got you. Hello, Mr. Torres. <laughs> Welcome back. Yes. He's standing there, and he goes, hello, Mr. Daly. <laughs> We've been expecting you. And that's Oh, wow, man. Hell is a big strip club? And then he says, yes, Mr. Daly. We've been expecting you, so here's a nice cold beer. Really? How much does it cost? Well, you're in hell, Mr. Mr. Daly. It's free. And it's nice and cold. Well, that's good because it's fucking hot here. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Well, hell ain't so fucking bad. Would you like a lap dance, Mr. Daly? Oh, fuck yeah, I'd like a lap dance. <laughs> Bring it on, baby. And this chick that looks like Selma Hayek, <laughs> you know, from, from Dust Till Dawn comes out. Chinga, and then, the, yeah, you know, she's yeah. doing the song. She's got a big old Those snake on her. Que la chinga. Yeah. She comes out, and she's doing her dance, folks. And she's hot. And I'm like, fuck. 
hell isn't so bad. I could have been singing Kumbaya with a bunch of people upstairs. <laughs> Shit, this isn't bad at all. And then she takes her G-string and she pulls out the biggest <laughs> Welcome to help, pendejo. <laughs> That was, big, that, was, that. that was the big bing on the... <laughs> yeah, the it, and it, you know what? I have the same concept on hell also. Mine's a little different. Come down, same bartender. He goes, Mr. Velasquez, welcome mm-hmm. to hell. We didn't expect you. Your seat's right here. Here's your free beer. Mm-hmm. All right. Wow, shit. It's a strip club. Wow, I never, mm-hmm. would never think it'd be like, this is not actually not that bad. Yeah. It goes, yeah, pick any woman you want. Mm-hmm. And she'll come over and sit with you for the whole mm-hmm. night or for eternity. Oh, okay, cool. Pick out my girl. She comes, sits down with me. Like, yeah, this is great, you know, getting in the mood and everything. I'm about to take my first drink. Uh, bartender, there's no hole in my drink. Mm-hmm. Sir, there's no <laughs> holes in hell. <laughs> <laughs> That's my take on hell, my friend. <laughs> In fact, you're the only one with a hole. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And Hitler wants the first shot at you. And right behind him, Osama bin Laden. With pineapples. But anyway, that's a different story. <laughs> oh, my God. Sam, damn, dude. This is awesome. I'm glad you came out, man. I'm glad you came out. I know you are pressed for time. Oh, you know, before we go, talk about that tequila you were talking about. Uh, yeah, movie. Mamalon tequila. It's available over at Cocopelli at uh, Arizona and over at uh, uh, Angels. It's only made in uh, in Nuevo Progreso. Ooh. But we're planning on opening. Actually, we're looking for a spot downtown Westlaco. We're going to open a margarita bar. Oh, Sam go. Daly's Mamalon. Oh, shoot. There you yeah, go. We're gonna... Me la pela? Yes. <laughs> Me la pela on the bottom. <laughs> Mr. Daly, be... you said it again. <laughs> yes. Uh, and we'll be showcasing local talent. And we're looking into doing that in the next couple months. That's and, awesome. Uh, That's awesome. I'm also sponsored by uh, uh, Marco De La Cruz out of uh, Houston, a law firm. Um, Mattress Galleria with three locations in the Rio Grande Valley. Um, McAllen, Far and Harlingen. Joe's Master Service, very good go. friends of mine. There you go. Optima Men's Health. Minga's Legacy. Dave mm. Ocañas, he's the director of my show. There you go. SBI Coastal Fishing. Oh, I've yes. seen a lot of... Oh, by videos. the way, if you ever want to go fishing, that fucker owes me. Say, <laughs> pinche David Cagalero. <laughs> man, I... I'm a, I, I love fishing, man. I'm not gonna lie. I well, love fishing. No, if you want fishing. to go fishing, we could go whenever the fuck you want. Oh man, that's that. And we'll that's have like a blast. That's like a treat, uh, man. You will catch a buzz. For sure. <laughs> catch a buzz or taste a little bit of salt water at that. That's, okay. <laughs> that's okay. We like it a little salty. <laughs> mm. hey, Thoughts out your social media, man, so they can follow you. Find well, out everywhere, man. Sam Daly uh, on Facebook, on uh, Instagram. Uh, on TikTok, um, I have you know quarter million views on a lot of stuff that I do, and yeah, yeah, just have a lot of fun doing it. And uh, if you if you think that you have talent to be on my show, I would love to showcase you. Yeah, just email me at samdaily nine five six at gmail dot com. Sam. As an Uncle Sam daily, as in every motherfucking day. There you go. There you go. And that's the way it's supposed to be, my man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Sam, I appreciate you coming by, man. Bean. Thanks for the brew, man. No, no. Anytime. Our door's always open to you whenever you want to swing by. And 
catch up, come and listen to the show, or come just hang out. You know, whenever we're here, because mm-hmm. Lord knows we got our, we also got our lives on 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 the back on the back burner. We gotta take care yeah. of, man. But I appreciate you coming out, man. Well, I had a blast. Uh, I, I think the world fun. of you. Man, I truly do. Thank you very much, and uh, man. Like I said, uh, growing up, I always wanted to be a uh, uh, disc jockey, man. Growing up slowly, what got me into it uh, were three uh, high high caliber uh, VJs and disc jockey. Was uh, it was just a uh, uh, Wolfman Jack, it was uh, Casey Kasem, and it was also uh, Dick Clark. Those yeah. are the guys I always looked up Phenomenal. to. Phenomenal. Yeah, and then talent. down here in the '80s, when I was just a little bit older, mm-hmm. the Mad Mexican was the man that yeah. I always good, fell Richard behind. Richard Ramirez, good yes. friend of mine. So I mean, that was that was iconic a figures. Uh, very, very, and mm-hmm. then that's somebody who really pushed me to become. Uh, something you know be in the entertainment business right. you know and that's well that's you're a, following man. your dream and you're doing a damn good job thank you very much man i appreciate it. coming coming from you that's that that means a lot man that does really mean a brother, lot brother i don't lie i don't need to suck anybody's <laughs> dick I, I am real as a motherfucker there you go hey, ladies and gentlemen thank you for listening thank you for watching um this week don't forget we got uh fred from he haw podcast yeah i have another podcast will be here this wednesday Probably bring that little brisket plate for us, hopefully, and uh, hopefully choose not here so I can eat all by myself. <laughs> More for me, but mm. But other than that, guy, let me go and send you off with our exit here. Boom shakalaka! This is Aries, and there are intro and our outro. Thank you, Aries, once again for letting us use your music. Sub banding, you need to have on your guys, man. This is Get it? Oh, I'm going to get you information. Ladies and gentlemen, we will catch you next week. Peace out. Thank you, Sam Daly. We will see you next week. Latest Gator.